0: Welcome to the Vocational Education Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Dan. What's the problem with validation meetings? Validation is the cornerstone of accredited assessment. It's the net that catches errors, compliance problems, and shortfalls in the assessment process. A well-run validation will study the questions and activities that have been designed to improve evidence of competency and lead to the recommendation of improvements. That said, there are a number of barriers to an effective validation meeting. Let's go through these now. Number one is cognitive biases. The list of biases is long, but the awareness falls short. A bias by its very nature is difficult to recognize in oneself in validation, it is essential to remain as objective as feasibly possible. This objectivity helps to pick up on grammar or wording issues, layout problems, mapping faults, and more. Typical biases one can observe in a validation meeting range from confirmation bias and framing effects to the good old Dunning-Kruger effect. I'm going to link some of those in the, uh, in the notes of the show, so by all means, if you want to know more about those particular biases, just click on those links. As long as humans are involved in the process, biases will feature in decision-making, recommendations, and observations. The only solution in the moment is to be vigilant and aware that you carry with you a number of biases that can rear their unwanted heads at any moment. Having multiple eyes on the material also goes a long way to reducing some of these effects. Number two, failing to understand or effectively apply benchmark mapping. Mapping assessment activities and questions to the various criteria of a benchmark, such as a unit of competency, poses a number of difficulties depending on when the mapping occurs. So for instance, if the mapping is done carefully during the creation of the assessment tool, then generally the validation process is made much easier. But attempting to map existing materials to a benchmark introduces a number of possible mistakes. Firstly, Asking if a question meets a particular criterion is fraught with subjectivity. Generally speaking, a question will rarely capture all of the required evidence for performance criterion or knowledge evidence. Similarly, just because the question has similar key words to the performance criterion does not mean it maps perfectly to that benchmark. Finally, ensuring that the performance evidence is satisfactorily captured will require unbiased reasoning on behalf of the validators. The input of a subject matter expert will assist with this, as will a clear understanding of the benchmark's performance standards. Number three, groupthink. Although officially a cognitive bias, groupthink deserves its own heading here, as there is a likely tendency for individuals to follow the decisions of a senior or more experienced validator. This can absolutely hamper the group's ability to fact check one another and ensure objectivity is followed. Number four is the allocation of sufficient time. How long should a validation meeting last? The answer is as long as it needs to. Allocating a specific time to end the meeting can and often does result in attendees rushing as the clock draws closer to the allocated hour. Obviously, rushing the scrutiny of assessment tools will raise the risk of errors and missing key issues with the materials. So rushing can also lead to groupthink and other biases in order to finish in the time provided. To avoid this common problem, time should be allocated based on the complexity of the task. So if you're reviewing a commonly used assessment of a single unit, then maybe an hour is probably sufficient. But a newly designed tool for a skill set may take all day, including making changes to that material of course. It's believed that mornings are also best for critical and lateral thinking tasks as individuals have slept and they've had breakfast and are therefore in the neurologically best condition. But this can change depending on many factors so it's best left to the group to decide on the time of the day they choose to conduct the validation. So while this is not an exhaustive list of what can go wrong in a validation meeting, these are certainly the more common errors that I've observed. To avoid errors and conduct efficient and effective validation meetings, It's good to be aware of the barriers that may lurk under the surface of an otherwise rosy meeting. So without any further ado, I bid you good luck in your next validation and keep in mind these common barriers next time you go into such a meeting.